Well, hey guys, my name is David Perez. I'm the youth director here at the church. Uh, it's so good to be here with you all this morning. So if you're joining us in person, thanks for being here. Uh, if you're tuning in online, thank you for tuning in uh, while I'm preaching this morning. So I'm going to pray and then uh, we're going to jump right into it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day and this time. Uh, Lord, thank you for the opportunity for us to get together uh, as a church family, Lord, and uh, worship you, uh, Lord, but also um, learn about you. Uh, Lord, I pray that you speak through me, that it may not be my words, but yours, Lord. I pray that you open hearts uh, and ears. We love you and thank you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Um, Well, it is hard to believe that it is almost the end of the year. Crazy to say we've got a little over a month and a few days left in 2020. Um, And I think every single family has their own New Year's Eve tradition. Um, In my Burns side of the family, uh, our tradition is uh, we get together New Year's Eve, we feast, we play games, um, and then we throw out our New Year's predictions. So we we predict what we think is going to happen that next year. Uh, So there's someone around with an iPhone just recording people, what do you think is going to happen? And every year, there's two predictions that are just consistent and constant, all right? Um, The first is someone or at least a handful of people always predict that someone's going to be in a relationship. Okay, so they're like, I think this cousin's going to be dating someone or this cousin. And the second prediction, uh, and this has actually only been going on for the last two years since Grace and I have been married. um, The second prediction is that Grace is going to be pregnant in this next year. And so, church, this morning... I just want to tell you that prediction is still not true. Still not true. Still did not happen. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't help it. I had to, I had to tease you guys. Oh, she's not pregnant. Don't worry. Um, but every year, you know, people predict stuff, and they're wrong like 99% of the time. Uh, and last year, I have no idea how I managed this. Like, seriously, zero idea. I don't know how this happened. But last year, I got my predictions 100% correct. Everything I thought was going to happen, happened this year. Never happens. And just in case you don't believe me, okay, I have video proof. So check out this video of my New Year's prediction that I did last year. Okay, check it out. And what are my New Year's predictions? All right. Um, I, I predict that... We are going to get in like an infestation, like a brief one of murder hornets, um, you know, like some kind of bee or wasp that like kills other bees. Um, let's see here. Oh, I, I predict that there's going to be this like a global pandemic um, and that we're going to be quarantined for a few months with it. And, okay, this is the wildest prediction. And my New Year's prediction is that Sunday, November 22nd, I'm going to be preaching and get this, okay? Like the, the wild, this is like the wildest part of it. I think we're only going to have 50 people in the sanctuary and that there's going to be three services. Um, yeah, I think, I think those are my New Year's predictions for 2020. Wow, spot on. Crazy. I definitely filmed that last year and not yesterday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, okay? That was my predictions. Uh, no. None of us, really none of us could have predicted what was going to go on this year. I mean, you look at everything that's happened, 
and it's like something out of a science fiction novel. It's, it's like, it's stranger than fiction. It's been crazy. And if you're anything like me, this year has been stressful, it's been hectic, and it has been very anxiety-inducing. It's been a hard year. And it's still not over. There's still time left in 2020. And I know we're all hoping that 2021 is better, but we don't know. We don't know. And so there's a question that we are going to answer this morning. And the question is, how do we survive what's next? How do we survive whatever 2020 has left to throw at us, or maybe 2021? In fact, if you look at the title, we're talking about getting through 2020 in one piece. And peace is spelled that way. It's not a typo for a specific purpose. So to figure out this answer, to figure out how we're going to get through the rest of this anxious year, we're going to turn to Philippians chapter 4. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to pick it up in verse 4. It'll also be up there on the screen for you. This is Paul talking. He says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Now, when Paul is writing this, he's not writing this in the middle of a great season in his life. It's not like everything's smooth sailing for Paul and that things are easy. No, Paul is writing this in the middle of Roman imprisonment. You see, in prison. Not only that, but he's in some sort of financial need. And the friend, Epaphroditus, we read about, who the Philippians sent to him to help, ends up getting sick. And not just a little sick, but like on the brink of death sick. So things aren't too great for Paul right now. Things have been a little rough. Yet in the midst of that rough time, in the midst of things not going too well, what are the words Paul writes? Rejoice in the Lord always. Now notice he's not saying, hey, rejoice in your circumstance. Sometimes when we read this, I think we confuse it and think that when Paul, Paul saying this means that we have to be like almost fake happy. Like, uh, hey, everything is awesome all the time, always. I don't think he's saying that at all. Really, I think it's okay for us to look at a circumstance, a situation, what's going on around us and go, this stinks. This is terrible. This is rough. This hurts. This is not what I expected things to be like. It's okay for us to feel that way, to share that, to say that. But notice who Paul's focus is on. It's not on the circumstance in front of him. No, Paul says, rejoice in who? Rejoice in the Lord. His focus is not on what's in front of him. His focus is on him. That's where he's, he's focused on. That's who our joy comes from. That's who our joy is in. 
It's in the Lord and in who he is. Because reality is, guys, the situations around us are going to change. They always will. Oftentimes, things will go from good to bad to worse. And in 2020, it goes from things can't get worse to they do get worse. That's what it seems like this year. But God is never changing. He is the constant in the middle of this all. And so Paul writes, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And I think it's with that in mind, it's with that framework, it's with his eyes focused on him in the middle of Paul's situation that he writes this next verse. So he says this, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. And this year, like I said at the beginning, has given us a lot to be anxious about, hasn't it? I mean, we've had a global pandemic. We've got people getting sick and dying. We've had losses of jobs and shutdowns. We've had civil unrest and riots. We have just gone through what was quite possibly the most stressful and hectic election season that I can remember. We've got everyday life turned upside down. We've got parents who are now at home being parents and who are trying to juggle helping their kids learn in online school. We've got teachers who their entire plan and sometimes like years of planning just down the drain in one week, in one instant. And that's just the things that have happened. Not to mention the things that we are worried about that might happen. I mean, realistically, we're staring down another possible shutdown. It's a very real possibility. We're looking at, and and if you're anything like me, if you're a planner, it's been very difficult to plan this year, hasn't it? It's been hard to lay any plans because you make a plan and the next week it gets changed. Or sometimes even the next day it gets changed. And so we feel like we have no grasp, no control over what we might do next. This year has been tough. And again, that's just the global stuff. That doesn't include what's going on in your life, in my life, personally. Yet Paul tells us not to be anxious over any of that. And he tells us why. He continues, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, maybe I'm just preaching myself, but I sure could use some of that peace from God that transcends all understanding. That peace that transcends every situation, every difficulty, every problem, every anxiety that we might have. 
I think that's something that we all could use right now. Because peace really is the opposite of anxiety and not just is it the opposite, it's the remedy. It's the remedy to our anxiety. So how do we have that peace? How do we have that peace that transcends all understanding, that guards our hearts and minds? Paul tells us right there in that verse, he says, in prayer and, and petition, make your needs known to God in thanksgiving. It's prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. And so this morning, I want to spend the rest of the time that we have talking about prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. Now, there's two of those up there that I think we're very familiar with, and actually two of them um, that we intertwine, that we, that we mix together. And, uh, and that's prayer and petition. Now, I'm looking in the mirror when I'm saying this, but a lot of times our prayer life becomes just petitions. Now, petition is an important part of prayer, but prayers aren't just petitions. But it's very easy to get there. It's very easy to only come to God when we're in need or to fill our time with God entirely with our needs. And it's not, it's not wrong for us to share our petitions, to share what we need with him. In fact, we're going to talk about it here. And Paul tells us to bring our petitions to him. But God has something much richer for us in that prayer time, much more than just sharing what we need. Let me give you an example of what that might look like. Uh, in like a relationship that we might have. Uh, now you all know Ryan, you saw him up here. Um, and Ryan, I've known him for going on 10 years now, which is crazy. And in that time, Ryan has not only been coworker, but he's been friend. Now just imagine if every time I saw Ryan, I walked up to him and just said, hey Ryan, uh, so man, I gotta tell you, I am, oh, I'm really worried right now. I am really worried uh, about, what youth group's going to look like next month. Man, I'm just nervous that we're not even going to be able to meet. And you know, Ryan, lately I've just been really stressed. I've been really stressed and anxious about how, how do we engage these kids with something fun, something that draws their attention but still keeps them safe, keeps them at a distance. And man, Ryan, I am just so worried right now. I, I'm just nervous about catching covid and more than that, I'm nervous about passing it to my elderly parents. That stresses me out. And you know, Ryan, the thing I'm, I'm worried about the most is I've got this shin implant surgery coming up in a week to make me 7'2", so I can be taller than everyone else. So stressed about that. Now just imagine if that was the only way I talked to Ryan and the only time I came and talked to him, what would our friendship look like? Be a mile wide and an inch deep, right? Unfortunately, that's what we do sometimes with our relationship with God, with our prayer life. But it's so much more. You see, prayer is an opportunity, a chance for us to really get to know God, to know him at a deeper level, to not only share with him our needs, but to share with him our ambitions, our goals, to share with him the day-to-day, what's been happening in our daily lives, to share with him what's going on around us 
and to talk to him like you might talk to someone right in front of you. But not only is prayer an opportunity for us to get to know God in that way, it's also a chance for God to talk to us, to share things with us. Years ago, I went to uh, the National Youth Workers Convention. Uh, it's, it's basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a conference uh, with just a bunch of weird, crazy youth pastors, okay? There's, um, I have never seen more uh, goatees and um, soul patches um, in my entire life than I have there. Um, you want to see a bunch of grown men acting like they're 12? That's the place to do it. Um, so we went to this convention, and uh, part of my assignment, part of what I had to do there was talk to a spiritual coach. Basically, all that is is just someone who's older and wiser than I am and who can just speak into your life. And so I go to this spiritual coach, and I'm talking to him and sharing with him my life and kind of what's been going on during that season in life. And, I mean, that was kind of a rough season for me during that time. And so I finished talking to him, and he just kind of sits there and nods his head, and then he looks at me, and he goes, I want you to try something. He said, I want you, starting today, at the end of your prayer time, every day, I want you to stop, take 30 seconds, and just sit in silence, complete silence. And I want you to just hold your hands out like this, like you're, like you're waiting to receive something from God. Silence, 30 seconds. He said, I want you to do that for a week. And then after a week, I want you to increase it by 30 seconds. And so then it's a minute. And then he said, I want you to do that for a week, and then I want you to increase it for another 30 seconds. And so it's a minute and a half. He said, I want you to do that until you get to like five or 10 minutes and just sit and listen and see what God tells you, what he stirs in your heart. And that was such a fruitful time for me. My time in prayer when I did that was so wonderful. And I heard from God. I felt his stirrings in my heart felt him answering prayers and communicating things to me. And it wasn't instant. It wasn't like the first time I sat in silence. It was like, oh, whoa, crazy. No, it took time, but it was such a sweet time of hearing from the Lord, of not only sharing with him my life and learning about him, but also him sharing with me. Prayer is so, so wonderful. Then we get to petition, which is... I think something that we can be very good at, sharing with God our needs, our anxieties, our struggles. And for some of us, it's easy, but for others, it can be a little difficult. And here's why I think it's difficult to share with God or really anyone when we're in need. That's because as a culture, as a society, as upbringing, we value independence and self-sufficiency. Right, we're all about making sure we grow up and that we're independent and that we can be self-sufficient, that we can handle things and do things on our own. We're told and we often feel that we have to handle everything that's on our plate. Everything someone asks of us or everything that happens in life, we've got we've to shoulder. We've got to be responsible for and we've got to do it well. And if we can't, if we can't handle the things that life throws on us, then we're weak. And then we're no good. But that's not true. Church, let me tell you, just straight up, you 
cannot handle everything that life throws your way. You can't handle it all. You can't shoulder it all. Our heavenly father loves to hear our needs. He loves to hear about the things that are keeping us up at night. He loves to hear about your anxieties and your worries and your stresses. He loves to hear about the things you need and the things you're struggling with. He loves that. Sharing with him that petition. It's relationship deepening. When I look back at my life and I look back at the moments in life where things were a struggle, where they were hard, where they were difficult, where things weren't good, when I went to God in petition, when I spent that time with him pouring my heart out, I look back and man, I feel like our relationship really grew. Those times of deep need and struggle are some of the sweetest times with the Lord. Bring your petitions to him. And last but not least, thanksgiving. And I think this is the one that we can tend to brush over or look over very quickly. Paul tells us to bring our prayers and petitions and our needs in thanksgiving. You know, when we look at life and what's going on around us and we focus on all the things we don't have or the things that life isn't or the things that we've lost, life looks pretty bleak, doesn't it? I mean, just think of this year. I think it's really easy to do that in this year. We look back and life is not like it was before. I mean, just a year ago, a year from like this date, how different is life now? Everyday life. It's way different. I mean, just look around you. There's 50 of us in a sanctuary that holds a lot more. We've all got these masks on. Everyday life is nothing like it used to be. 2020 has been rough. It's been hard. And it's taken a lot from a lot of people. And when we look at it that way, it looks pretty bleak. But when we look at what God has blessed us with, what he's given us, oh, I feel so rich. I am thankful that we still get to meet. I know it looks different, but I'm so thankful that we still get to be in person. I am so tired of Zoom and anything online, but you know what? I'm so thankful that we have the technology available to be able to meet with people, to talk with people, to see people that we might not otherwise get to. I am so thankful that the church is more than a building and that our God tells us that not even the gates of hell are going to overcome. I am so thankful that in spite of some hard financial times this year, my wife and I not once went hungry. Not once. And we still have a roof over our head. I'm so thankful that we live where we live in the country that we live in. When I look back at everything God has blessed me with, it far outweighs the things that I've lost. The things that aren't the way they're supposed to be. The things that 2020 has taken. I feel rich. I feel blessed. Something happens when we come to God in prayer, in petition, 
in gratitude and thanksgiving. You see, it shifts our focus from what's in front of us to the situation at hand to who is with us. Now our focus isn't what's going on. It's who we have with us. And that's where the peace comes. That's where the peace of God that surpasses all understanding comes. It's when we realize that he is with us. Now, this is much easier said than done. I get that. It's easy for me to stand up here and tell you guys, you need to, you need to pray and bring your petitions to him and be thankful. And I understand. If I'm being honest, there have, not, there have been times this year where I have not done that, where I've focused so much more on what has been lost or what's not going right, where I felt like I need to shoulder all the stresses of life and all my responsibilities and all the things I have to do and everything that's on my plate, where I've kind of gone, uh, I don't know that I even want to pray. There have been those moments. But you know what I've realized? Is when I do this, when I spend time in prayer, when I bring my petitions to him, when I, in thanksgiving, come to him, thanking him for the blessings, for what he's given me, everything changes. Not that he takes away the circumstances because we don't read Paul telling us that. Paul doesn't say, hey, do this and you know what? Everything bad happening in your life is gonna go away. No, that's not what he says. That's not what scripture promised us. But it promises us his peace. And that is such a beautiful thing. That is such a wonderful thing. The peace that surpasses all understanding. So you want to know, how are we going to get through? How are we going to get through 2020? How are we going to get through whatever comes next? How are we going to get through 2021 if 2021 is worse? Prayer, petition, thanksgiving, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, no matter what the situation Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day and this time. Thank you, Lord, for again, the opportunity for us to gather, Lord, and worship you and to learn. Lord, I just pray this year, we, we need your peace. We need that peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. I pray that we come to you in prayer and petition, Lord, that we look back and that we give thanks for everything you've given us and blessed us with, Lord. And I pray that no matter what's going on, Globally, as a country, as a state, as a city, no matter what's going on in our personal lives, Lord, I pray that we receive that peace that transcends all understanding. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.